0: Hello and welcome to BTAC Presents B-Talks Podcast. I am your host, Alexis McDowell, and we are now tuned in to Episode 2. Today's special guest is Abby Davila. Abby is a master's student studying clinical rehabilitation counseling and also a certificate training and behavioral health consultant. Abby is currently interning at the AHEC Primary Care Clinic in San Carlos in the Rio Grande Valley. Abby's goal is to help people educate them and help them advocate for themselves. So I am super excited to welcome and have a conversation with Abby Davila. Welcome and thanks for coming on, Abby. Once again, I am super excited to have you here today. And so I'm just gonna go ahead and jump right into our conversation. So the first question I'm going to ask is, what interests you about behavioral health in general?
1: Yes, so my major is in clinical rehabilitation counseling. I was already towards the end of my program when I got into PCBH, primary care and behavioral health. And actually, uh, someone a faculty Dr. George he came in and started talking about behavioral health and I got very interested in it because it, it's a lot more than just helping people you know it's about understanding them advocating for them understanding what what they're going through and I really wanted to make a difference in the community and especially working in like like the rural areas so Like just getting to know the patient as one-on-one has been very interesting and getting to know
0: more about what they're going through
1: and helping them out.
0: That is awesome. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Okay. And so the next question I'm going to ask you is what population did you choose to work with and why?
1: Yes. So in the population that I've been working with currently in the clinic, it's all general based so mm-hmm. i've had children i've had adults i've had young adults around my age like 20s i've had older 40s 50s and then some children so i've had like my population is generalized i haven't had like a certain population focused currently but i think i've i've liked that it's very general based and i get to see like different populations within like the clinic okay
0: So what is your main goal in this line of work?
1: So my main goal in this is to be able to make a difference in a patient, being there for them and giving them the best, trying my best to give them the best interventions and plan for them. And of course, always working from what they want to do for themselves. I always ask like, oh, what do you have in mind for yourself? I never just give them something and be like, oh, this is what you're going to work on. No, it first comes from what they would like to do. So for me, it's always about they come first and we do a lot of interventions, planning. And so far I've seen a lot of progress in that. So that's actually worked with what my purpose
0: is with them. Wow, very inspirational. Very much so. And so do you have any like, role models within the behavioral health field?
1: Yes, I actually have like several people that I look up to. I know one of them is like Dr. George. He's very well educated in his field. I have another professor that I constantly, he's like kind of like my advisor in this program. And we always discuss like how it how it's been going for me in the program and stuff. So them two have been very helpful in my success in the program.
0: Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for answering that. Okay, so what does a typical day for a behavioral health student look like? At least from like your perspective and from your experiences.
1: Yes, so from my experience in a typical day, I come into the clinic around before eight, I get there super early and they open around 7.40 some, I go in with the PSR as specialist, then I start opening on my laptop and getting on Athena. That's where we document for the medical records. I start looking at the patients, who, who's going to be coming in. I look at any potential patients that I might want to see. And then I, as soon as the provider comes in, the PCP, I start huddling with her, talking to her about any patient that I might potentially see, and she might be like, yes, I will give you that patient after I see them, I'll refer you to them. And that's how it is. And then afterwards, if she does refer me that patient, I'll go in and and see the patient, I'll introduce myself, I'll start with assessment, and then we'll, I'll summarize everything. And then I will then give them a plan based on what they would like to work on. And then I'll meet them like in a follow-up in like three to four weeks. And then I bring my own lunch, a total one. And I heat up my food. And then I start again. I'm there from eight to five. So I usually document everything as well. Do like a little productivity chart, like what who I've seen that day and how many patients or if it was telemed or in person. And everything's always like I'm always documenting. and. I'm always also consulting with the PCP just for them to for her to know like what I did with the patients. How did I help them out? So that's what I typically do. in in that day. Oh,
0: wow. Very, very busy. Thank you so much, Abby, for sharing your experiences and insights. I truly appreciate it. So now we have come to the final segment of our interview. B-Talk Outlook Thoughts. In this segment, I like to get into the minds of our guests and dive into their perception of the behavioral health field. You know, if I'm going to ask questions about changes, you know, advice, things of that nature. So my first question in this segment will be, if you could change anything about the behavioral health field, what would it be?
1: Mm, It's kind of like, a tricky question for me because I've like started since January and I've had like about seven months already or six months already in the program. And I've got to know a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. I know it's very different than traditional, like traditional counseling. So for me, I'll probably maybe extend a little bit the time and I'll have like a huge time limit. I know patients like 20 to 25 minutes So in a regular counseling, it's more like 45 minutes. So I see that maybe just a little bit more time with patients. Sometimes they have a lot they would like to say and Mm -hmm. we have to extend it a little bit, but they don't like tell us anything bad about it. It's just there's like that time limit where it's like 20 or 25 minutes. But sometimes we do go over and they tell us that's fine. But for me, what I would probably change is like the time. But I mean, I'm pretty sure there's like a purpose to it. The, like the reason why there's like a limit. But for me, that what I've seen so far is the time.
0: You know, to me, more time does make sense. But, you know, <laughs> I'll leave that to the experts. My last question is, if there is one thing you could tell other behavioral health students or just any advice at all, what would it be?
1: Yes. One thing that I would tell them is like always ask questions. If you're not sure about something, yeah. always consult with your supervisors of anything that you may um, have trouble with. I know at first I started off with a lot of questions and we had like a boot camp training for, for our program. So we asked like a lot of questions and that really helped us. And even during the day when we're in the clinic, we have like a group chat and we're all like talking to each other and asking questions. We ha- we gave each other's, everyone's numbers. So, and they're always available. So that's one thing I would, I would advise is like always ask questions if you're not aware of something, especially like documenting. That's one thing that they really did like show us that it, it, it could be kind of difficult at first, but then after a while we, we started getting the hang of it of how to document.
0: That is some great advice. Thank you so much for that. And so we have now come to the end of our episode. Once again, I want to thank Abby for coming on and having a conversation with us and sharing her experience and her day-to-day and her outlooks on the behavioral health field.
1: Yes, uh, thank you for having me. That
0: concludes our second episode of B-Talks make sure you follow or subscribe through your favorite preferred podcast platform. We sure do hope that you do come back to listen to more student perspectives and insights. Be sure to check out the official BTAC website where you can view previously recorded webinars, check out our curated resources and curriculum, and join in on the conversation yourself through our discussion forum. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Alexis McDowell, Thank you for listening to B-Talks and stay tuned for episode three.